to the End Time Talk Show with Eudine Hubbard. We all have experienced the grief of 2020 COVID as well as the Wednesday, January 6th Capitol Hill chaos. You may feel a little unsettled in knowing the sadness of this world while yet still fighting the COVID crisis. If you find yourself feeling a little fearful of what lies ahead, Understanding God's word and Bible prophecy will bring light to what's going on in the world today. Knowing the solution will cancel your fear. As you know, we are living in a strange world of uncertainties. We know you have questions like millions of us do. Now you can get those questions answered. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you long waited for. I give you talk show host, visionary Eudine Hubbard, along with the Roundtable Bible Scholars, Apostle Alonso Curry, and Dr. Annette Sy. I want you to put your hands together and help me to welcome visionary Eudine Hubbard. Welcome, welcome, and thank you for joining us today. This is the End Time Talk Show, and I'm your host, Eudine Hubbard. We have a hot program for you today. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you and we give you praise for your amazing grace and your tender mercies that you extend to us, your children. Thank you for giving us ears to hear what your spirit is saying to us. Thank you for empowering us to behold your glory and giving us a heart of understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, let's get started. If you were not with us last Saturday, we talked about the Lamb's Book of Life and those other books. And today, we're talking about hell, the second death, and the lake of fire. So we have a hot program for you today. I would like to introduce you to our roundtable host, First of all, let me introduce to you Dr. Annette Sai. Woman of God, thank you for being with us today. God bless you. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And the man of God, Apostle Alonzo Curry, thank you for being with us today. God bless you, and also it's, it's another honor to be here again also. Thank you. And I am so honored today to have again with us, Ms. Marcella will be reading the word of the Lord. Thank you for being with us today. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Revelation 1, 1 through 2. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Revelation 20, 10 through 15. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white stone, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. 
And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 19 through 20. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Revelation 21 and 8. But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. If your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it away from you, for it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your body to be thrown into hell. If your right hand makes you stumble, cut it off and throw it from you, for it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Matthew 10:28. Do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 7:13. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. Matthew 18:8. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it from you. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be cast into the eternal fire. Mark 9, 47 through 48. If your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell, where their worm does, does not die and the fire is not quenched. Revelation 14:11. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night, those who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Revelation 20.10, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Matthew 8.12, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 25:41. Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Revelation 19:20. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet who performed the signs in his presence by which he deceived those had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone. Luke 16, 19 through 31. Now there was a rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, joyously living in splendor every day. And a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate, covered with sores and longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Revelation 14, 9 through 11. 
Then another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives the mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger. And he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night, those who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Ms. Marcella. People of God, hear ye the word of the Lord. God has sent his word to deliver us. There is no excuse. I'm so thankful for the word. Now, Dr. Annette Sai, can you please tell us the difference between hell and the lake of fire? Uh, Amen. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, The Bible plainly says, uh, states when you're unsaved and you die, uh, they await the final judgment of their sin in a place called hell or Hades. However, uh, this is not the final destination of the unsaved. They will be judged at the great white throne judgment mentioned in Revelation 20, 11 through 15. After the great white throne judgment, sinners are sentenced to the lake of fire. Uh, and in hell, you know, you're going to have all of your five senses working, your sight, your sound, uh, your smell, your taste, your touch. It's going to be working. So your sight, you will be able to see what's going on in hell. However, it will be dark. Uh, you will uh, be able to even see through darkness around you. Uh, you'll be uh, aware because your eyes will be working. In the sound, uh, you'll be able to hear what's going on in hell. Uh, you'll be able to hear loud screaming of others, including your own yelling and crying. Uh, you'll be able to hear the devil and demons laughing at you. That's a horrible thing. You'll be able to smell. Uh, you'll be able to smell the burning of others people flesh, including your own flesh, the taste, and you'll be able to taste uh, that burnt taste that will stay in your mouth. Uh, you know how a burnt chicken tastes. It's nasty. Uh, this time, you're going to learn how a burnt human flesh will taste. Uh, the touch, the feeling, you will be able to feel it. You'll be able to feel the torture uh, in the in the, in the burning pain. Uh, You will be able to feel the worms crawling on your skin, uh, and the worms would never stop. The worms would never stop. And so that's a sad thing that we're living in. Uh, Amen. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. I'm so thankful to the Lord that I'm not going to go there. Apostle Alonzo, man of God, would you speak to us concerning the difference between hell and the lake of fire. Amen. God bless you also. You know, uh, missionary, uh, Eudine, this this is very touchy, uh, very uh, painful subject because, you know, I had done jury duty before, and and when a man or woman is put in my hand and i got to make a a decision, or rather a person is going to have life or death, whether it's a death sentence, you know, we had to judge the matters, not to stereotype. And, 
and 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 to stand on the jury, you know, when I had to do that, it was really touching because I had someone's life in my hand. And I want to say this morning that we have uh, millions of people that that's all over the world don't know the subject of, of hell. And, and I know Dr. Nett, we worked together over, over 30 years in ministry together, and I know her heart is like my heart, that we don't want the blood to be required at our hand. And we want to make sure that everyone have clarity and be able to rightly divide the word of God, no matter what your church or your denomination is. But the hell topic, we want to pray that 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 we don't focus only on our opinion. Yes, we have opinion, but we want to make sure that the Bible, which is the final delegated authority of God, and the Bible said, let God be true, let every man be a liar. But, you know, when you stand before a judge, and God is the true judge, and, and amen, and he judged and righteous. And, and I had to say to everyone under the sound of my voice that a liar should not tarry in the sight. When it comes to dealing with hell, if you're a liar, you would not even tarry in the sight of God. Because if you're a liar, you know you're going to lie before God who have the power of life and death in his hand. You're a liar. But he said, you're not going to tarry in my presence. So the topic of hell, amen, I, like I said, uh, I studied probably over 30 years of investigation and research. I talked to people in person that had, had died and encountered hell and heaven. And I, I, I talked to them, and they, they told me the different things happened, even when you're in a, in a coma. Amen. Some people was in a coma, and they had a visitation of, of hell. They had a visitation of heaven. And I want to say this for the record. I don't want you to deal with hell as being a state of mind. And I hear so many times I know we're going through down here on earth, and we have problems and situations and, and things that we undergo on earth. But, you know, people say, oh, this is hell down here. And they said, but this is nothing compared to hell. It's no pain, no sickness, no disease, no suffering, or no cry. that Anybody ever experienced on earth that would be compared to anything and being encountered with the presence of hell. And one thing we need to know about hell also, that hell is a place where everything that's known about you from the day of your birth, and, and you got to know this, that when you stand in the presence of God, everything that you've done, God will show you the, the true motive of your heart, the true intent of your heart, whether you've done it intentionally or unintentionally. When you stand before God, you're going to stand before God naked, and as being an open book before God. And when you look into the presence of the holiness of God, you will look and see in its presence that he knows everything about you. You cannot dispute it. You cannot debate it. You cannot have a gift of gab to talk your way out of it. But you know when you stand in this holy, awesome presence, everything about you, every time someone came to you to give you a word of God, give you an opportunity of God, made known a, a door of opportunity, that's going to be the intense. And can, can, you say, can you say right now, Lonzo, is it going to be degrees of hell? The degrees is going to be determined upon the time that you had a great opportunity. You're going to have a remembrance of that. It's going to be engraved in your conscience of every time a preached word, whether it was done on TV, whether it was done on radio, whether it was done in church, whether you met someone on the street that witnessed to you, whether it ever been a track, everything that would come right before your present, 
that you would know yourself being naked and open for God, who is the righteous judge. And God judge in righteousness and in truth. So hell is a place where the torment of all those missed opportunities that you, and, and, and missionary, I hate to say this, but I got to say it. You know, hell is a place that, you know, I had talked even last week about a place called a city of refuge. That means if you have been victim of doing any crime, a murder, anything, you can run to the city of refuge. And under the priestly anointing of those that's there, they will cause you to come into a haven of rest and a place where you will be able to release yourself from the penalty of sin. So what is hell? Hell is a place where you said, I don't need Jesus to die for me. I don't need Jesus to be the propitiation of my sin. I don't need Jesus to become sin for me. I can take my own penalty. So what you're doing, and, and I, that's why I want, I want to correct this this morning. I want to correct that you would never have an indictment to Jesus that saying, well, why God and why Jesus put me in hell? What, what's the question you need to ask yourself that when I forsake all that he done and refute everything that he done, for me, and then I say, no, I take it up on my own self. Then you allow yourself say, Lord, I don't need you to die for me. I don't need your righteousness. I don't need your holiness. I pay for it myself. So can you say he put you in, in hell? No, you talk about everything that he talk about humanity, every area of sickness, every area of disease, every area of pain. You telling yourself, Jesus, I bear it upon my own body. So the question of hell, that all that Jesus went for you, you say, no, I take it upon my own self. You would never, under the sound of men, Dr. Annette voice this morning, you would never cause an indictment that God or the Father or Jesus the Son had put somebody in hell. But you refused to accept the finished work of the cross of Calvary. He went down to hell. He went in the heart of the earth. He defeated the enemy. He dethroned and dismantled everything that the devil can do against you. Every temptation, I take it upon myself, said the Lord. Every area of sickness, I take it upon myself. So if he bear all this on his body, and if he was rejected, that you may be received and accepted in the beloved, that is your torment of degree of hell, a constant everlasting remembrance that I told the Lord no. I told the Lord I don't want to receive your salvation. I don't want you as my Savior. And I tell you, beloved, when you see yourself in your shame, your area of reproach, your reproach is going to be so hard where you're going to say, Lord, can I have another opportunity? But you know, I have to say this, there's no asset, a door, of escape. They just told God, I don't want your presence no more. And that was the cry, missionary, you're doing. The question of hell, David said, Lord, even if I make my bed in hell, you're there. His spirit was there. But those that have received Jesus Christ, that had encountered hell, God came as a ransom and snatched them out. When they was in a coma, missionary, you're doing. He snatched them out of the coma. He caused the breathing machine to start beating again and breathing again. And they came back and knew Jesus as the Savior. But once you come to the final place before God and the penalty have been made, 
there's no redeemer. There's no other area of being an answer concerning you being set free. So, yes, I would say hell is a place where you must know, and I had to cry right now, that it's not a nightmare that you can wake up from, a terrible nightmare where you cannot wake up from and say, Lord, let this be a nightmare, but it's a reality. It's a place of no escape. And the word eternity, my God, eternity. And please do not let the devil deceive you say that's a figure of speech. This is not dealing with something like someone that go to jail, and you're in jail, and you have a double life sentence. Some have a double life sentence. But not only that, then after the death sentence, they have a, a, a time when they will be judged to the lecture chair. Well, it would be a death sentence. So, beloved, I want you to wake out of your sleep and know in the name of Jesus Christ that if you ever refuse to place a restitution and reconciliation, that Jesus, all that he cares about, I don't believe you can have enough of saying I can undergo what Jesus done. That is the degree. And Missionary Eudine, I just pray that everyone have an answer of a conscience toward God. And, and me and Dr. Nett have made sure that our heart of heart, that we will allow the word of God to speak, that you will make most of the important decision in your life. And that's hell. No. Hell, I would say no to it. I would not say no to the finished work of the cross of Calvary. Because that penalty of all that Jesus bared upon his body, that is the degree that you have to determine to be upon your own self. Thank you. Glory to God. As you painted that beautiful picture, my heart was crying out, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for making heaven available to us and sending your word to deliver us. People of God, do not keep this revelation to yourself. Share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your enemies. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Ah, oh, yes. Now, we we need to take a, a break right here to just take a deep breath and consider what we've heard. So we're going to be back after this. God is waiting for the body of Christ to merge together and act on Second Chronicles 7.14, the If My People prayer line is now in effect. It first starts with the body of Christ leading the way. We are asking every Christian to pick a day of the week to help build mass numbers of voices under open heaven. God is listening on the prayer line. Report to duty and obey God's order of If My People, starting with the saints to be examples for the world. Jesus asked, will you pray with me one hour? Join the prayer line. We are praying for this nation every night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. The prayer line is free. Call us at 877-352-5181. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for the loved ones in your life. Call to duty. God is calling. Answer the call.
Do you want your heavenly wings? Are you obeying God by witnessing? Now you can witness to over 130 people each month without talking to anyone. End Time Outreach Network is running a campaign to send a salvation summons to every household in America. Our motto, America for Jesus. Why? To save lives. The end time signs are clear. Will you chip in $25 a month to help with the postage for us to mail a salvation summons to every home in America and keep this important witnessing campaign going? End Time Outreach Network is an IRS 501c3 nonprofit organization. Therefore, your donations are tax deductible. Call 877-352-5181 or donate online at endtimeoutreachnetwork.org. Experience what a real soldier in God's army feels like. Call to duty. God is calling. Answer the call. Amen. Welcome back to the roundtable discussion of hell, the second death, and the lake of fire. Dr. Sai, that's a whole lot to pull together. Can you talk to us more about this? Amen. You know, Apostle Curry said it so clear. You know, um, I heard people ask um, how to get to hell. You know, uh, people need to understand uh, the transportation system is death. Death is like a vehicle that will transport you from earth to hell. And, you know, it's sad to say that the devil is deceiving so many people about hell. The devil is, is playing folks like dummies. Uh, some people will say that uh, they're looking forward to going to hell to party with their buddies. And the man of God already spoke it really clear. Now, just think, your mind really has to be crazy blind because no way, no how will you be partying in, in hell. Uh, you will be too busy screaming and, and, uh, and, and agonizing uh, due to the fire and the torment and the pain. Uh, it's a trick of the devil. Uh, and, and people really need to understand in their mind uh, that hell is a real place and it's not a place what you think it really is. Once the devil get your soul, the devil would then laugh at you. You know, uh, we, we got to really educate and inform people of what's to come so that they would not make an awful mistake because you cannot get out. It will, you will not be able to get out and and I know different ones would, would, would say, um, uh, you know, dealing with, with, the, with the hell thing and why is the devil uh, doing all this. And, uh, and the devil, uh, he just mad and jealous that you get to go to heaven and he won't. Uh, the devil would never be able to go back to heaven. Satan knows the beauty of heaven and all the glory that goes with it. And he calls a third of the angels to fall. And, and, and now that they have fallen, um, as to say, I can't go to heaven, so you're not going either. And that's what the devil's trying to do it. But we're not going to let that happen. God already gave us power. God created heaven for you. And, and that's something we want to take advantage of. You know, you ask yourself, uh, why did uh, uh, Jesus, 
Uh, he spoke so much about uh, hell, um, you know, like he spoke more about hell than heaven, because he loved us so much, and he do not want no one to go there. God is not slack concerning his promises, and some men count slackness, but he's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but we all come into repentance. You know, so we really how to uh, really take this thing very serious. I uh, heard different ones ask, where is hell? And uh, we don't know the location of uh, hell. Uh, no one really knows exactly where he, it is, but we know it's under. Hell is, is the center of the earth, and, um, and it's a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, loaded with for eternal regret. When I say eternal, don't take that word lightly, eternal regret. It's a permanent place of outer darkness. You will never see sunshine ever again. That's why it's so important that we witness. Amen. We need to witness to our worst enemy and let them know because we don't want nobody to go there. Uh, it's so horrible uh, beyond description, beyond comparison. Only those who have been there can uh, speak about the torment that they feel. Uh, when hell is, is mentioned, it's also associated with fire. Uh, however, hell and the lake of fire are not the same place. Uh, the lake of fire uh, is a lake. It's a lake. Uh, instead of water, it's fire. Uh, Jesus warned us about the reality of hell and the permanent state uh, of your being uh, once you're there where the, the worms die not and the fire is not quenched. Amen. And, and the Bible just clearly tells us, uh, he keeps telling us over and over and over again. And, um, you know, just think of those worms on you that's not going to ever die because those worms is attached to you, is assigned to you. Uh, and, 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 you know, you're conscious, like the man of God said, and, and that's not something good. It's something hor horrible, and that's not where you want to be. And when it's all over, it's all done, not a, uh, not a chance, not a chance that you would ever get out of there. And those who are uh, don't believe in the Bible. This is, hear me really clear. Those who not believe in the Bible, you are playing Russian roulette. This is dangerous. If hell is really real and you play game and it's too late, and we know hell is really real, it would be too late. You would be stuck there forever and ever and ever. So please do not refuse to trust in Jesus' warning. He's given us warning. The lake of fire. The lake of fire is not a temporary place. It's a permanent place uh, that will last throughout eternity. So we're looking at uh, a trillion years uh, in advance, you're still in heaven. You're still in hell. Another trillion years, you're still in hell. Another trillion years, you're still in hell. Eternity, life without end. Hear that, life without end. Where will you spend eternity? Uh, the great white throne judgment, you know, that a uh, Apostle John spoke about, he saw that uh, great white throne and him that sat on it. Uh, he saw the dead, small and great, stand before the throne, and the books were open. And we already done read this, but John actually, he's seen it, and God showed John so he can 
testified to us of what he's seeing. John witnessing uh, the lake of fire that's come out of Revelation uh, 19 and 20, and he wrote, he written it, he written it for us. And even uh, to show even the, the false prophet and that beast was captured and went there, this, and you're going to be down there with them, and you know, the ones that have been preaching uh, uh, about um, uh, the devil's work, you know, the false prophet that the Bible talk about who's going to lead a lot of people into deception, and a lot of people is going to uh, take the mark of the beast because of what the false prophet said and how he was able to bring so many miracles, and, and they just thinking that this is some God. So we really have to be careful. The lake of fire uh, is a real place that burns, and I want to say warning about the uh, lake of fire. It burns with fire and and brimstone. And, and what is brimstone? What is brimstone like? It, it, it's like, you notice when you barbecue and you barbecue with charcoal, uh, br the brimstone is like the coal on the fire uh, that make it hotter and, and, and make it last longer. Uh, notice the redness in the coals which arouse the heat. Uh, warning, if any one name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you will be thrown into the lake of fire. And this is really serious. Uh, it's serious things. I, I really want people to understand how serious this is so you will get the message to your unsaved loved ones. Get the message, purpose in your mind to get the message to your unsaved loved one. They need to know. And you need to stand before God and say you told them that you will be clear, that their blood would not be required at your hand, and it want to go on record, it want to be documented that you told them the truth, and they maybe didn't listen. But you want to be in clear. When you know people in your life, it's your responsibility as a Christian to make sure every person in your life, in your circle, Here's the gospel, because if you don't and you have opportunity to do, we do not want anyone blood required at our hand. Amen. So this is some serious stuff that we're talking about. But God understands. And you're another thing. Uh, a lot of people think that their good works is going to get them to heaven. You know, you really need to understand uh, that a man um, – your good works is not going to get you to heaven. You have to accept Jesus, uh, the righteous. Amen. You have to accept Jesus. Uh, I don't care all the good that you do. It will not get you to heaven. You have to come in at the door, and everyone has to come in at the door. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. And Apostle Curry, as I listen to you talk about um, these things, death, hell, and the lake of fire, my heart cries for so many people who are confused the war that is going on in their minds for them to believe a lie. Help us to help those people. My God, like I said, I'm just taking an inhale and an exhale because I mean, all, all the excuses is, is nailed to the cross. Let's, let's get that plain. Every excuse that you can come up with, that you can receive the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ and the great price. The Bible says, how should we escape if we neglect so, 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 so great salvation? And you're going to know you neglect it. And, and let me tell you, that it's, it, now get me. I want to make this clear. It's pleasure in the world, but I have to tell people continue. It's pleasure in the world, but it's only for a season. And so when you, when you go into the lake of fire, 
the body that you have is not going to be like the body you have on earth where you have the appetites, you have the crave, you have the desire, and you have the passion of all the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And the Bible clearly say that's all this in the world. But after that, after you die, and you don't know, no longer have that physical, earthly body, but you have another body, you're going to understand that every appetite you had, every pleasure you had, you don't have it no longer. Why? Because that body was a body of corruption. That body going to really see exactly how it is to be separated from the awesome, loving, all-forgiveness, and merciful Father that you have forsaken to embrace so great love that the Father gave his only begotten Son while you're yet in sinner and you're yet alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. God gave his man. All that's going to be upon you. And I tell you, beloved, that to bear that, you got to understand this. Missionary, you didn't, the people need to understand that. When Jesus said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachani, that means, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And the question this morning will be that he was forsaken, that you may be received. And you know another cry? Jesus undergrew the temptation. They scurry him. They, they talked against him. They said, if you be a prophet, they had him blindfold, said, if you be a prophet, prophesy who did this to you. They say, is you a king? Where are you going to put the, the thorns in, in your head and cushion it into his head? And they beat his back so bad it was like hamburger meat. And that's the person that's saying, I don't want us to receive that God. So what I'm saying right now, can you go in the courtroom and say, Honor, this gun put me in hell, put me in jail. Can I say, the car that I was driving, it was an accessory of me robbing the bank. Can I say this car, this vehicle that was transformed for me to do a robbery in jail, can I say the car put me in jail? Or when I stand before the judge and the judge announced what I did, can I say the judge put me in jail? Saints, we don't have no excuse. It's no blame game here this morning. It's no blame game. Everything that, that will ever come against you of any accusation, the devil have been dethroned, have been dismantled, have been uncovered, have been exposed to the finished work of the cross of Calvary through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, out of all the laws that we could never keep, every law we never could keep, but Jesus Christ, who was the righteous judge, who was the only mediator that you had, who was the only advocate that you had, who was the only attorney you had, have given you a living hope, and all that you have sold yourself, your birthright, over to the devil. Oh, God, I hope when I, I hope, you know, missionary, I was going to do something this morning. I was going to say, if you're in Arizona, if you're hearing this message, cut the heat up to 100. If you got a thermometer, cut it up to 100. Cut the oven on. Cut the stove on. Put on, on some uh, clothes from Alaska, winter cold, and cover yourself. And I wanted you to get the intense of it because this, this is a cry on men, Dr. Net. Men, Dr. Net had talked, and, and, and I know her heartbeat, and I know my heartbeat, and we know that when someone has given all the rights, the legal rights, 
to cause them to be redeemed. But now they come to a point where they are cut off. And listen, this is the Bible. This is not what I think. This is not my theory, uh, hypothesis. But this God said he would cut people off without a redeemer. Jezebel. Sometimes they get so wicked and they cut off without, without a redeemer. No place of repentance fall in them. So the cry of our heart this morning, that the lake of fire will be a place where the presence of God, the separation of God, that what Jesus feels when the Father turned his face on Jesus and he could not look on Jesus because what? Jesus became sin. He became a curse. He was filthy with all the sin that anything anybody could ever commit. Jesus took it upon himself as being your ransom. And the smell and the stink of sin, that the father could not even look on his son, who he, he loved. He loved his son. He gave his very best. But because he became all that, he could not look on his son. And he turned his face from him. And Jesus experienced the darkness and the pain and the agony of all that is filled to be separated from the father. I hope you get this. I hope you're alarmed right now. I hope you don't turn a deaf ear this morning to the cry of our heart. I even been in, in, in the labor room with my, my wife when they was, uh, they was in the labor room and, and they was trying to bring forth a baby. And it scared me when I heard women from all over the room was crying out and they was groaning and they was angry and you're telling them to push and groaning like that. And, man, I was, I was so scared. I heard I heard the crying and the women was trying to bring forth and, and the doctor telling them to push and, and they trying to push. But it's no cry, no agony. Or nothing compared to being in the lake of fire with the sentence of eternal death. And you know what, missionary Udine, in closing, I got to say this. It hurt that when the final decision is made and when a judge hit his hammer in the courtroom, what do that mean? That means I don't want to hear nothing else. That means that the verdict has already been made known. That means there's no excuse, no reason at all. And when the judge hit the hammer, that means I don't want to hear. And saints, I'm going to let you know whether you're in the church, whether you have a religion or whatever you have, but when you stand, you cannot use anyone as an alibi. Missionary, amen, hell, hell, hell is a place of torment. It's a place of torture. Everything that you've done, everything that you've done from day one, every chapter of your life, every episode of your life, every important event where God has encountered, who you have an opportunity, you have forsaken it. But Lake of Fire, you don't have the access to know all that. It's all about knowing how awesome it feels to be separated from the presence of Almighty. And if Jesus feels that, you think you're going to escape? If the Father turned his face on Jesus, who became the propitiation and atonement for your sin, you think you're going to escape there? How should you escape if you're going to elect so great salvation? That would be the determining factor of a lake of fire. God bless you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, brother. And I hope you got that tweetable quote. He was forsaken that we might be received. Glory to God. And that's a quote you could send to someone who has ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. All right, people, right now we need to take a deep breath. This means the war. Fight the good fight of faith. So let's 
hear that song by Charles Jenkins, This Means War.
Ah, welcome back. Praise the Lord. Well, people, I want to invite you, brothers and sisters, Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, If my people, my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. I would like to invite you to join us on the prayer line, praying for salvation of our families, praying for America, praying for our leaders, praying for our husbands, praying for our wives, praying for our children, praying for the will of the Lord to be done in our lives, praying for salvation. You can give us a call now at 877-352-5181 and tell us you want God to hear your voice under open heaven. God is listening. On Apostle Alonzo is leading us in prayer Mondays and Tuesdays on the prayer line. Dr. Annette is leading us in prayer on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And we also acknowledge pastors who bring their congregation to help build mass voices under open heaven. It's important to pray. People of God, seven nights a week, intercessors are calling on the name of the Lord for salvation for your children and mine. Praise the Lord. Well, Bible scholars, Dr. Annette, I just, I know that a lot has been said but I, I just, I know that if there's something that you want everyone to walk away with today, if they forget a lot of the things that were said, what is the one thing that you feel, please don't forget this? Amen. That's so important. Um, um, beautiful information. Uh, I want to talk to the parents. I want to ask parents, do you love your children? Do you really love them? Do you love them enough to tell them the truth? Amen. Uh, parents, you need to understand that uh, if you do not tell them the truth and they do go end up in hell, your children, um, they're going to be really mad at you. Uh, your children are going to say, uh, Mama, why didn't you tell me? Daddy, why didn't you tell me the truth? Why did you cause me to go to this place? If only I knew Jesus, I would have accepted Jesus. You need to get it off of you. If you wanted to go on record that you told them and you told them the truth. And we was talking about the second death. Uh, the second death, the death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. That's how big the lake of fire is because death, and hell were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. And whosoever name was not found in the Lamb's book of life, 
goes to hell. If your children's names are not in the Lamb's Book of Life, uh, they go to hell. It's your job to let them know about Jesus and with this information, don't take it lightly because if you take it lightly, it's going to come back. And you don't want it to come back in a time that you're going to uh, wish that you had told them, but it would be too late. The second death in the lake of the fire is the same. Uh, keep in mind, at, at this point, when it gets to the lake of fire, uh, Jesus' second coming has already taken place. The battle has been fought. Victory has been won. Everyone who are not saved will go to hell. And this includes everyone who have died without Jesus, uh, everyone uh, who have taken the mark of the beast, everyone who worship the image of the beast. And people are not really talking about that. You can't take the mark of the beast and you cannot worship the image of the beast. Anyone um, uh, that hell uh, not taking the mark of the beast but did not accept Jesus in their heart, those are the ones that's going to go to hell and going to be cast into the, the lake of fire. And when you go before the great white throne, that's the great. Now, I know that throne has to be great. Uh, God knows all. God is the righteous judge, and God's going to be the one to sentence us and sentence everyone. And, and keep in mind, the beast and the false prophet at this point is already in the lake of fire, which is the second death, and, and they was cast. Uh, in the lake of fire, uh, a thousand, remember that thousand-year millennium? Uh, they was cast in before the thousand-year millennium. And the second death event would take place uh, after the thousand years uh, millennium. And those who are in hell will be transferred from hell uh, to the second death, which is the lake of fire, meaning all sinners is going to be so happy to have a break from the flames of hell. This is only, this is going to be the only time that they will have any break because they're going to be transferred from hell, getting ready for sentence. Everyone would be released from hell to go before the great white throne judgment of eternal sentence into the lake of fire, eternal sentence. And then you want to really hear it. Everybody's going to the lake of fire, but their sentence would be different. The great white throne sentence, everyone uh, would not have the same sentence. God would judge and sentence you based on your sins and what you have done. Some will be sentenced to harsher punishment. The Bible says some will be foot with little stripes and sons will be foot with many stripes. It's based on your sin. Uh, God's law is far more important than man's law. Y'all, we have to understand that. We have to go out of what God is saying, not man. Amen. Even in Matthew, uh, that which she read it earlier, uh, fear not them which uh, can, can kill the body uh, uh, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him him, which is able to destroy both the body and soul in hell. You should be fearing God. You should have the fear of God down on the inside of you. That fear enough that you will act right and do right and obey God's word, that all of the Ten Commandments is working on the inside of you. The great white throne, the great day, judgment day, the judge, our Lord Jesus Christ. The ones who will be judged are the dead, small and great, young and old, 
low and high, poor and rich, great people, uh, successful people have to give an account for their sins. I don't care how famous you are. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how successful you are. You're going to have to stand before God in a great white throne and give an account for your sins. And if you do not know Jesus, if you have not accepted Jesus, you will be sentenced to the lake of fire. And now there's the book of remembrance, a book of the sinner's conscience, those old secrets that are going to be revealed. God knows and sees Everything. Every man going to recollect all of their past sins, uh, even the ones that they have forgotten is going to come back alive. And another book shall be opened, the book of the scriptures, the rules of life. Christ would judge the secrets of all men according to the gospel. Amen. And, and, and who can uh, handle and dwell the, the devouring flame? But we have this book that he had gave us, the word of God, the Bible. It, it makes sense. Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. If we can get that in our spirit, basic instruction before leaving earth. This is the most important book because our conduct is our uh, rules and regulation, the conduct, the instruction. The guidelines for our lives is all wrapped up in the Bible, and we are to honor that Bible. We honor the flag of the United States of America. We need to honor the Bible and do what the Bible says. And it also, uh, their works of man is going to be condemned. The wicked man going to be destroyed. Uh, he's going to be destroyed. Uh, this is the second death. death. It is the final separation of sinners from God. No longer, as the man of God already said, you don't get a second chance. You can't change your mind. It's too late. I'd rather know God than take any chance. The judge, God will show holiness, justice, and fairness to him. That he, now he's the one that's sitting on the throne, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God knows all. He sings all. And you cannot make an excuse. The man of God already said that you can't even sell your way out of it. God is capable of, of passing a, a right sentence and executing it, and you will be cast in the lake of the fire. Really, when you look at it, um, I can only imagine, you know, um, the longest line ever. If sinners, uh, um, if, the, if God's going to operate everything in alphabetical order, I really feel bad for those persons uh, who names start with A. The, the Bible, because you're going to be first in line, you just got to break out of the hell, and then you're going to be the first to be cast into the lake of fire. And the Bible tells us to be cast. You wonder why cast into the lake of fire. Uh, uh, when you really look at this, when they – Anybody to see the lake of fire, you, no way, no how, where you would just say, uh, oh, I'm going to go and jump in it. No. And, you know, they say, jump, jump, and you're going to look at the lake of fire, and you're going to back up. Oh, no, I ain't going there. Uh, of course you're not going to want to jump. So that's why he have an angel right there that's going to pick you up and cast me to throw you in the lake of fire, and you would not have no controls. You would not be able to fight your way out and to cast, and it's going to be done. And I want to just say this, um, and I want you really people to really understand that, uh, as the man of God said, no second chance. 
Amen. No second chance. We really need to understand that. Jesus warned us about hell so many times because he knows that this place is real, and he don't want nobody to go there. He don't want nobody to perish. And our job is to make people aware of what's going on uh, so that they can make the right decision. It's their decision. But they need to know the facts. And once we tell them the facts, we tell them what the devil refused to tell them, and they can see the whole picture, then more people will give their hearts to Christ. And it's going to come a time uh, where the door will be closed to catch the rapture. The door is Jesus. No other door that we can take other than Jesus. We've got to come in through Jesus in order to make it. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. People love your children enough to tell them a truth. Love your family, your spouses. Love your family enough to tell them the truth, even if you're scared of how they're going to respond. Do it anyway because it will be better than them spending eternity in hell. Apostle Alonzo Curry, man of God, what sayest thou? You know what? Uh, this is completely different than the three Hebrew boys that experienced uh, being encountered into a fiery furnace that was seven times consuming hot. They wanted to make sure that because they didn't bow down that the king was going to be ravaged where they're going to make the, the fire so intense where they would not be able to have life. But this was a scenario, and it's true, it's not a figure of speech, but it was really a reality that was recorded in the Bible. But because they took a stand for God, because they confessed God, God confessed them before the Father, and when you stand for God, he stands before you. And when the Hebrews boys went in the fire, praise God, only thing was burnt, only thing that was consumed, but that that holding them bound, they didn't even smell like smoke at all. And even those that caused the fire to be seven times harder, as they opened the door to put them in there, they was consumed by it. But the king noticed that he put three in the, in the fiery furnace, but he noticed at the end that it was, it was four men in there. And he said to himself, it looked like the son of man. So what I'm giving you an opportunity this morning to get your fire insurance. Now, that's not... That's not a burgatory that you inhale, you get a second chance, and you get someone to atone you or, or reconcile you while you inhale. No, that's dealing with the testimony of someone that already knew God and always was sealed by God. So, therefore, there was not a threat or victimized by the fire. So, you know what? And when you have that, I, I want to say you said, missionary, that the key focus is, like Dr. Ness said, you know, i got to focus on the door. You know, because if you ever hear anything after we finish and after you determine where your destiny is going to be, it's all about you knowing the door. And, and there's only one door. Like when Noah built an ark, he built an ark for 120 years, believe it or not, 120 years. But God made sure that out of the 120 years of building the ark, that there's only one door I want you to make. Out of all the humanity, out of the whole generation in that time, there's only one door. And I want to, take, I want to say right now, don't be deceived that there's many ways of getting to Jesus. There's many ways uh, of finding eternal life. And I know a lot of well-known people that are great actors that people respect. They're saying that there's many ways of getting to Jesus, but there's only one way. So I want you to focus this morning on the door. Now look at this other example 
a, a mirror house. Some of you may have kind of a mirror house. You know what a mirror house is. A mirror house is something where you are, are cased into a place. And, you, and, and the purpose of it is to find your way out. But a mirror house, when you're trying to find your way a door, what all, what all you see? You see yourself here. You look to the left, you see yourself. You look to the right, you see yourself. You look in front of you, you see yourself. You look behind you, you see yourself. So the mirror house gets you so confounded when you say, I don't know how to get out. And some people, some people panic when they have to have somebody come in there and literally take them out of the mirror house because they, they just seem like there's so much pressure of not finding the door. And some, some kids go in there and they, they just don't know how to get it and they don't know which way out. But the hell is not like this. It's not like a mirror house where you're constantly trying to find a door and it is a door. But in hell, it's no door at all. Can you hear that? The most worstest place, the worstest pain, the worstest uh, uh, pain that you ever can experience in your life is no door. Now, if, if that don't take you to be alarmed, and you need to recognize the problem before you become mercy. Right now, while blood is running warm in your vein, you have an opportunity to have a living hope, which is Jesus Christ. And I want to read this and say Lazarus. The story of Lazarus, I'm sure some of you probably heard the story of Lazarus, but it, it, was, it was a story of a rich man, Lazarus, and a rich man, and he's talking about the things that he did. You had a lot. You had a lot of pleasure in the world. You had a lot going for you in the world. But now that you're dead, now that you separated from the world, you separated from the flesh, now you find out the intensity of not having God, that whatever pleasure that you have don't mean nothing. And the only thing, missionary, when you see yourself, how vulnerable, how naked, how destitute you are without the presence of God, Nothing else means nothing to you no more. No, no pleasure. And King Solomon said this, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. And he was rich. He was wealthy. He had all the riches and wealth of the world, all the fame of the world. But he said it's all vanity and vexation of spirit. And that's going to be your sermon in hell. It was all vanity. It was all wasteful. No, Paul said it was all done. But he said the purpose that you will ever pursue in life that will mean anything, you must press toward that mark. And I had to drive it home right now. The hammer that I want to drive into the nail right now is that you got to press that you would not be a victim of something that Jesus has already done for you. Why? He paid it in full and giving you a down payment of better things to come. And then once again, if you neglect so great salvation, how should you escape? I hope me and Dr. Nett represent well as maybe we appear to be a, a jury t this morning or maybe we appear to be an attorney to represent you against the power and the accusation of the devil that cures you night and day. We're trying to make sure that we paralyze anything that he ever speaks to you, that you will have embraced that Jesus is the only door and he is the living hope. That's, that's what I want to bring home. Thank you. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, Father. The only hope we have is in Christ Jesus. Without him, we are hopeless. Ah, thank you for joining us today here with the round table. And 
when we come back from this commercial, we are going to answer your questions. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Eon's Marketing Club with Benefits. If you are a business owner or church and want to take your business to the next level, your marketing search is over. Eon's Marketing Club Benefits can save you thousands and put a big smile on your face. Being a Marketing Club member allows you to relax and enjoy your business with less stress. Imagine all of your graphics and printing needs being either free or discounted. Enjoy a truckload of benefits, just to name a few. Free consumer's directory ad, free coupon ad, free marketing counseling, magazine articles, no month-to-month cost, just one annual fee. Call 877-352-5181 and bring convenience to your fingertips. Eon's Business Sponsorship Program with Outstanding Benefits. Tap into a truckload of benefits for your business. Imagine never having to pay for business cards again. Imagine having your business on a billboard. Imagine promoting your business to the largest customer base there is, Christians. We have donation packages affordable for all businesses. End Time Business Patronage Program patronizes businesses who sponsor our urgent needed cause of winning souls. When entrepreneurs donate to End Time Outreach Network, we send customers to your business to shop. Smile because End Time Outreach Network picks up the tab. The program is designed to be a win-win blessing to your business and giving free gifts to people in our networks who are sponsoring the America for Jesus Project. Your donations help us to reach our goal faster of mailing a salvation summons to every home in America. When you donate, it's a win-win blessing. We send money back into your business. End Time Outreach Network is an IRS 501c3 nonprofit organization. Therefore, your donations may be tax deductible. Call 877-352-5181. Those who stand with this mission will be blessed. End Time Business Patronage Program, helping businesses throughout patronage program. The billboard truck is a tool used to fund the Salvation Summons. When you donate into the gold or platinum plan, we thank you by promoting your business on Eon's state-of-the-art LED mobile digital billboard truck. This is our way of saying thank you. Thank you for being with us, and welcome back. Well, thank you so much for sending in your questions, and we are going to begin. We have two questions that we are going to answer for you today. Ms. Marcello, would you please read the first question? Yes, certainly. At the end of the seven-year Great Tribulation, after the second coming of Jesus in battle, what will happen to everyone who is alive but not saved? Dr. Annette, would you 
answer that question, please? Thank you so much. Uh, that's a powerful question. That's a real good question. You know, the Word of God, clearly it tells us what's going to happen. And really that question is more like a, a Bible study question. It's like a, a question uh, that you have to really put some time into it. But I want to pretty much try to summarize it uh, and, and, and narrow it down. Uh, what would happen uh, to uh, the question at the end of the seven-year Great Tribulation after the second coming of Jesus and battle? Uh, what would happen to everyone who are alive but not saved. Um, the bottom line is this. If you were to uh, read your Bible and you would go to even um, uh, Revelation 19, it, it gives that answer. Uh, you got to understand that uh, we as um, the body of Christ who are raptured uh, is going to come back with Jesus. Uh, and, and the best thing for me to really uh, to answer that, I, I want to re, um, I want to go real fast, real fast um, uh, to uh, verse uh, 14. Uh, it says, "In the armies which follow in heaven, uh, him upon the white horses, that's us, clothed in fine linen, uh, that's us. We're going to be sharp. We're going to be decked out, um, uh, white and clean. Uh, who said you can't ride a horse with white on? Um, and, and out of the mouth of um, out of the mouth of Jesus is a sharp sword, and in that sword that's going to come out, that He's going to smite the nation, uh, and He shall rule uh, with a rod of iron. And, and Jesus already to to, uh, told him it's going to be the wrath of Almighty God. And, and when you really uh, look at that, and that's at the end of what's happening when you really uh, look at it a little deeper, uh, the 19th verse, and it said, and I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth in their armies. And these are those that gathered to try to come against Jesus. And the beast was right there. Notice the beast. And then the kings of the earth. These are all these uh, big official people uh, with authority. And the Bible even tells us in uh, Ephesians 6 that, that the devil gave rulers, rulers of the darkness of this world, people that are in position to get the devil program working. He's going to have an army, and they're going to gather together to make war against him that sat on the, on the throne. They're going to try to make war against Jesus and against the army. So we're going to be a part of that. And uh, But Jesus don't need us. And really, you know, I used to look and I said, well, I get to beat the devil up. With, you know, I get to fight the devil, all the stuff that he done for me. Jesus don't need our help. You know, Jesus is going to be able to handle that all by himself, and it's going to be easy and quick. And we're just going to observe. I believe it's like we're going to help sit on our white horses with our fine clothing on, probably eating popcorn or watching a good movie, but it's a reality movie. Movie. And Jesus, and he's going to swipe the nation. He's going to come against all those and everybody. And then just to answer your question, the, the 18th verse, what happened to the people uh, who are alive but did not accept Jesus? And the 18th verse make it very clear. Uh, even before that, um, um, the 17th verse, let me read that real fast. And I saw an angel standing in the sun and cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls, the birds uh, that's flying in the midst of heaven, 
Come and gather yourself together unto the supper of the great God. God is going to provide a big meal, and all the birds is going to stand there waiting. And this is what's going to happen. Jesus is going to sling them with that sword in his tongue. In the 18th verse, that ye may eat the, this, he's talking to the, the, the birds now, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sat on them. Uh, and check this out. In the flesh of all men, both free and bond, small and great. And, and you, you, we used to hear that, you know, the mountain says that we, people are going to try to run to the mountain. It's going to hide, and, and, and they're going to come to reality that Jesus is really Jesus. Jesus is really the son of God, and, and they got the mark of the beast in their heads, and, and they mess up now because uh, the devil had deceived them, and they're running and trying to hide, and, and they're going to go to the mountain, and the mountain going to say, you can't hide here, and, and, and the, but they're going to have to stand. And the Bible says that everyone, everyone, everyone uh, is going to die. And yes, so everyone uh, who are not saved will die. Uh, This is the end of the world. All sinners would die and go to hell. Uh, Jesus would take the world back and make it a beautiful heaven on earth. And I believe it's the way God planted it before Adam and Eve uh, sinned and messed up stuff. Uh, God is going to get rid of the devil. Uh, No longer can the devil be deceiving folks. Uh, A thousand years we're going to reign and build with Jesus. And so um, that's a great time that we want to. And that's another reason you let people know uh, you want Jesus. You want Jesus. Don't reject Jesus because everybody reject Jesus. They're going to eventually. Now keep in mind, when Jesus comes back, it's a seven-year tribulation. So a lot of people is going to be alive uh, in that seven years. And the one that already accepted, uh, 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 that did not take the mark and have already accepted Jesus in their heart uh, after the tribulation, they're going to be saved. They're going to be spared. But everybody else um, is going to surely die, and Jesus is going to take back um, this world. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, woman of God. Now, uh, Apostle Curry, would you summarize this question for us, please? Yes, uh, though those that during the seven-year tribulation period, uh, at the, the return of the, of the Lord to possess the ground and territory, because He got to be declared as King of King and Lord of Lord. He got to be declared. He got to be declared among every nation, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And you got to remember during this seven-year time, a tribulation period time. Will people be saved? He made sure that he had the witness of those that would be instrumental, those that would be a vehicle and a channel that God would use for the last grand finale uh, to sum up everything, to give people an opportunity. And, you know, any time you go through a tribulation period, you've got to understand that you go into an area where you've got to be tested and tried. So everybody have an opportunity to be tested and tried and be, be proven. What's in your heart? Will you really serve uh, and worship the true and living and only God? The Lord is going to make sure that he has witness to be able to cover 
every people, every kindred, every tongue, and every nation. So we'll, uh, we'll, when the Lord comes with people that, that have not accepted the mark of the beast, will they st- still be saved? No, they cannot. They, 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 they have proved themselves. They have proved themselves to be a reprobate. They have proved themselves to have a sealed conscience. And you know when, when your conscience is sealed, that means you don't regard what's good or what's evil. And that's why he said the people, they call good evil and they call evil good. Their mind is distorted. They, it's like a callus. When you have a callus, rather on your hand or on your feet, you can take that callus and you can put things against it, and you will not feel nothing. Why? Because it becomes hard. It becomes sealed. And, and those that do not, Accept the end time gospel of God that have raised up a greater witness. And you got to understand this, and this should be another alarming situation. We got to understand that the, the lease of the Holy Ghost is up. The lease of the Holy Ghost had expired. When the church is caught up, the Holy Ghost is caught up because He's a Father in creation. He is the Son in redemption, and He is the Holy Ghost in the church. And when the Holy Ghost is taken up with the church to seal an, an, an aspiration time of what he needs to do is, is taken away. But then now the people have to depend upon the witness, whether it's the 144,000 witness, whether it's the two major prophets that God raised up to be a, a, a spokesman and a mouthpiece of God. They have proven themselves to touch humanity. But the people that, that, that did not receive the kingdom, the, the message of the kingdom, they prove themselves that we embrace the false prophet. We em- embrace uh, the, the, the beast. We embrace and make our allegiance to the harlot churches. The churches are Roman, the Roman government, which is, is completely a, the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of humanism, the spirit of socialism, the spirit of communism. God would not have No, they cannot be saved. God is renovating right now. He's doing a completely spiritual makeover. And as he began to come down, then he's going to bring down a new regime. And, and like I say, it's a highway. God has prepared a highway, and he completely said, and they don't need no interpretation, no unclean thing shall enter therein. That's a highway. And I tell you, the way of hell has enlarged herself like with magic, without magic. When I read that in the Bible, I said, man, hell had enlarged herself without magic. And even though hell was made for the devil and his angels, but that means because of the people are so in defiance, so rebellious. And, and you know what? And these people hate God. The people that's left down, they do not accept eternal life. They hate God. They put their hand, they put their fist up, the book of Revelation said they put their fist up to God, and they curse God. And, and, and like Dr. Ness said, ran to the mouth and said, I don't know. But they, they was angry with God. Because why? The spirit of humanism is a strong spirit that engraved in the heart of the people. They don't want God. They love their mess. They, they, they're like a dog. They love the vomit. They say like a dog go back to its own vomit. Oh, God, I hope y'all hear the heartbeat of my heart right now and the heartbeat of the Father. That they love, they love darkness rather than light because these are evil. No, they would not be saved. Because God gave the last opportunity of his saving grace through the witness that he had ordained for the end time. And we're coming right now to the close, missionary of, of the Gentile dispensation, what God is dealing with the nations of the world. 
He dealing with Israel and, and those that was first and now last, and those that last now become first. God is bringing the end time, and we in the day right now. It's not. I'm not talking about something to come. We are in it right now. What are What is it going to take for you to wake up and smell the coffee? What is it going to take for you to be alarmed that that what we have said, what we had cried out this morning, that you have to make a very important decision? But are you going to allow the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life to consume you from such eternal value? And I'm going to say this morning, the only thing I can say as an answer of a good conscience, some of you will be saved by compassion. As the book of Job, Job says, some I say with compassion, making a difference, but others say by fear, by the pulling them out of the fire. And I say this morning, you need to be pulled and snatched out of the fire. You cannot be saved. You cannot be saved as you miss this time of visitation. Because the new Jerusalem got to come down, and it will not come and make an inhabitation upon people that have not been purified and have been purged from their sin and their iniquity. If you don't do it then, beloved, there's no other hope. So, missionary, I, I, I hope I was trying to be plain and clear as, as much as I can say, and I know Dr. Ned had pulled out the bowels of our heart. You know, this is it. And, and, and we, we had opinion, but we didn't let our opinion be the final authority. We said what God said. And I pray that you make a decision, not according to the lust of your flesh, but by the cry of the Father to humanity. God bless you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. People hear the word of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, Miss Marcella, can you please read that second question? Certainly. What is the location of the lake of fire? Right now, that's a very, it seems like it's in words, it's a very short question. But Dr. Annette, would you answer that big question for us, please? Amen. And, you know, what the man of God just said, you know, some people are going to be saved uh, because of the fire. And I, I tell you, I tell you, uh, pull your family members out the fire by telling them the truth because that's going to be how uh, that you're going to snatch them out of the fire of hell uh, by telling the truth. When he said that, it, it did something to me, and I grabbed that, and it put an urgency in me. Thank you so much, Apostle Curry. All right, uh, to answer your question, the next question you had, I think you said, what's the location of the lake of fire? The location yeah. of the lake of fire. Um, no one knows for sure. Uh, it's, I have not found it in the Bible, uh, no exact place of where the lake of fire would be. Uh, well, you know, we believe that hell is in the center of the earth. Uh, when you look at it, if hell is miles under the ground, the land, um, um, first I want to be clear, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But we can uh, tell you what our opinions are. Uh, are. Uh, however, I personally believe that um, 
is something to do with the sea. I, I just believe that. The Bible talks about no more sea, even in Revelation, and I saw the, the new heaven and the new earth, the first heaven, the first earth will pass away, and there was no more sea. And I, I grabbed that. Some people try to comfort themselves saying that uh, under the deep sea are mermaids. I, I haven't read that. So, uh, But the Bible do talk about uh, the beast coming out the sea. So something to do with the See, in Revelation 13 and 1, uh, and, I, and I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. How dare you to blaspheme against God? Uh, Revelation 13 and 1, in the dragon stood on the sand uh, of the seashore. So it's a, I believe it's a lot to do with the sea. Nobody knows for sure. Um, but when I look at it a little bit more, uh, just think God made the earth with the majority being water. When you travel miles underwater, you can only go so far. The submarines are their limit on how far they can go down. What's really under the water? Uh, it has been said that the devil kingdom is in the deep of the sea. Uh, what, uh, with the earth being more uh, a land than water, could it be that God is going to uh, turn the devil's kingdom uh, into the lake of fire? Again, nobody knows. Uh, Revelation do say no more sea. Uh, and you sort of wonder, why no more sea? Could the devil's kingdom uh, be in the lowest of the deepest sea? Uh, will the underworld under the earth turn into the lake of fire? Uh, no one knows. Um, but something we can put on the shelf when we get to heaven, we can ask Jesus that. But can you imagine people trying to swim in the lake of fire, trying to get their head above the fire? Uh, I mean, the, the lake of fire is huge. I mean, it's huge. Uh, where that the hell uh, was cast into the lake of fire. And so it's a huge place. But one thing we know that you can never get out of there, uh, of that huge lake of fire. And the key is, is to make sure we avoid uh, the lake of fire. Uh, keep in mind, God owns everything. The first heaven God owns, the, the sky. The second heaven, uh, the universe, uh, the galaxies, and all that is huge. God owns all of that. For all we know, you know, it's different planets up there. God could put the lake of fire on one of the, uh, in, in the galaxy up on another planet. No one knows, but we would know uh, better uh, when we see Jesus. God bless you. Amen. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Apostle Curry, would you summarize that question, please, concerning the lake of fire? Amen. Uh, Dr. Nett said that really, uh, like to say the sea is, is a very key focal point of, of what's going to take place. Now, you know, the first time God was recorded in the Bible to move, any movement of God, it was, it was moved upon the face of the deep. It said in the Spirit of God in, Rome, in Genesis 1 and 3, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. And then he began to create things. He began to structure things. So the movement of God in creation was moved upon the face of the deep. So in a habitation like Dr. Ness said, we've got to focus on that it is the center of the earth. Okay, because, you know, I'm not going to be so much scientific um, focused on that, but, you know, the, 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 the heavens of heaven where the sun irradiate and it caused the universe to shift around the sun. 
But, you know, anything shifts around the sun or circulate, it's like a magnet. A magnet is something that, that draws from something that's a part of the same system. If I have a magnet, the only power of the only influence that would be from a magnet would be something of the same like system to it. Now, so if the, if the, the, the planets circulate around the sun, that means something in the element of the planets that have the same key component that would draw from that, and it caused it to circulate. Now, if the earth held that, then it's going to cause the earth to move around because what's in the center of the earth is a part of the sun. And, and, and you know what? And we really need to look at Let's bring it home right now. And even this week, I believe, we had so many devastation of a volcano eruption. What is a volcano eruption? It's where the fire comes from the center of the earth. And it's so powerful and it's so expanding that it caused the earth to vomit a volcano. And some areas of location like Hawaii and other areas with normally volcanoes, but it's diverse places now that a volcano is taking place in Russia. And like I said, it's having it large itself like magic. That means that it had to vomit up to make more enlargement, the more capacity. So in, in that, uh, Dr. Ness said, well, and, 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 and it's really, a, you know, some things you don't have to elaborate on it. But I will read this. But I definitely think about the volcano eruption. You, you see that in and, and the slobber and the hot. Oh, I mean, it, it appears even anything that's life, when a, a volcano vomit out of the earth, it, it tear up anything that have life. So hell being a focal point of the center point, we see that. That's a scientific standpoint right there. That any hotter thing, and, and, and the element is produced. But look, look at look at numbers. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna close the book like Jesus did when he was read. He read the scripture to them. He made it plain. He said, "I ain't gonna interpret." I'm gonna close the book and say, "So fill in your ear." But I'm gonna read this out of the book of Numbers. And in the book of Numbers, and verse sixteen and verse, uh, let me say verse twenty-eight. And Moses said, "By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me." to do all these works. And I have not done none of these works of my own. But if these men die naturally like all men, or if they visit by the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord create a new, and the earth open its mouth and swallow them up, and all that belong to them, and they go down, Alive into the pits. Now, come on. This, this is Moses. He's, he was just saying, "The Lord, does the Lord be God? Follow Him. If Bell be God, follow Him." He said the same thing like Joshua knew that is a stand. It's no struggling the fence. And so he did. He made it come to them. And when he found out their heart was not turned, and they made their heart and mind that we're going to serve idol rather the true living God, it said, "Now the judgment going to be upon you, and the earth." open up, and it swallowed them down. It's recorded in your Bible. I don't know uh, if you read your Bible, but it's recorded in the book of Numbers that, that the center of the earth was opened up, and all those among probably 400-some or more, I think it was 250-some men that offered strange fire, and those that offered strange fire, the fire of God came down and consumed them. So I'm just saying, do you want to know what, what the key focus is? Be this morning, if you know where the, the lake of fire is, if you know where hell is. But you know what? If you did know the location, 
but I'll just bring it home to you right now. The location will be in you because of what you committed, because what you gave your signature and approval that I received my place of destiny. The lake of fire is going to begin first with you, and then it's going to be a little place. And we already kicked down everything that you say a state of mind or figure of speech or allegory or parable, whatever. We already say, no, it's a literal place. It is reality. So, missionary, I just have to leave it like that. Amen. God bless you, and have a smile upon you. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for that, Apostle Alonzo. Well, I just want to um, make you aware that we here at Outreach End Time Network have, we have written, and the Lord has given us a step-by-step guide of what to do if you missed rapture. It's a guide manual, and this book will give you and your family member and friends hope and encouragement to make it. Once you read the book, your life will change and your mind will be made up to make the rapture. And, you know, if you're not a Christian, the things that we've been talking about, you know, you're going to have to face horrible things unless you place your hope and your trust in Jesus Christ. We, we talk to you and tell you what the Bible says about death, hell, and the grave. But we do not want you to go to hell. So, uh, Dr. Sai, I want to ask you if you would please invite those people who want to make Jesus Lord of their life right now, lead them into the sinner's prayer. Amen. Thank you so much, woman of God. Um, I got to say a one-question test, just one question. Um, And this is the most important test to see if you will survive and make the rapture. And the test is easy. Um, No reason for anybody to fail this one-question test. Uh, The test is your eternal life. Here it goes, the test. The test. Which will you like? A a life of riches, happiness, joy, and peace in heaven with Jesus, or B, a life of slavery and bondage with the devil burning in hell forever? The correct answer is A. Did you get the answer right? If you're not a Christian, as she already said, you're going to face some horrible things unless you give Jesus your heart. And how to attain heaven is by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's a simple sinner's prayer. However, the most important prayer that you can ever pray, a prayer that would get you to heaven, uh, you must confess with your mouth, and you must say it aloud. And so let's say the sinner's prayer, and you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I come to you now. I realize I have sinned. Please forgive me and come into my heart and save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I'm no longer a sinner. Now, never go back to your sinful ways. Do not leave Jesus. All the angels is rejoicing right now because you gave Jesus your life. And the devil will not get you, so do not allow the devil to get you. Grow in God. 
amen, and we can send you information on your new life and salvation that will keep you. And get on the prayer line. The prayer line is like church, and we feed your soul and, uh, and give you that strength. Amen, that you'll be endowed with power, and we will pray with you and coach you along the way. God bless you. Amen, and welcome to the family. Amen. Well, we have successfully completed April talk show topics. Now, the topics were heaven. We talked about heaven, the rapture the mark of the beast, the lamb's book of life, hell, the second death, and the lake of fire. I hope you're ready for May's hot topics. There are five Saturdays in May, so we're going to have the topics that we have for May the 1st is going to be how to witness. You need to to listen to this show because you want to be able to witness to those people who have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to them. May the 8th, is COVID a part of the end time? Hmm, that's something to think about. The details of Jesus' second coming in battle. The seven churches in Revelations. You might want to listen and see if you hear your church in there. And last but not least, Armageddon. I'd like to know more about that too. So next Saturday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, the talk show topic will be how to witness. We hope that you'll be there with us. Let's pray this different, dear Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the information and guidance that you've set before us today. Lord, thank you for such a talk show as this. Lord, help us to take what we learned today to prepare ourselves for your return. Help us to witness to others. God, I thank you for your special soul-winning operation plan and the ability to help with postage donations to send those salvation summonses to every home in America. This gives every household a chance to accept you, Jesus, and be saved. Touch the hearts of the people and open their understanding to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Okay, now join us on the prayer line. We're there seven nights a week, and we'd love to have you join us. Tune in next Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another talk show with hot topics. Please feel free to... Send in your questions to endtimeoutreachnetwork.org or call us at 877-352-5181. Again, that number is 
352-5181. Thank you for listening to today's show where we are reminding the saints that soon and very soon we are going to see the king. And it is not just a saying anymore. It's reality. Are you rapture ready? Praise God.